was seeing a lot of um, like scheduled C-sections, not because they were like necessary or they've already had a previous C-section, so they didn't want to have a V-back and they needed to have a C-section again. I was seeing a lot of first-time moms with scheduled C-sections. So they, and having like babies like two weeks early, so they wouldn't get the last like hit the 40 week pop and stretch marks. Hi guys and welcome back to another episode of Moms on the Mic with Mariah. Today is going to be a really interesting day because we have Kylie coming on to talk a lot about being a nurse and working pregnant, which I don't think I understood the magnitude of just how crazy this is, working and pregnant as a nurse and on your feet all day. And I think it really changed my perspective. And so when I went in for my surgery, every time the nurse would come in, I would have like all my stuff lined up after I heard this fucking story um, and her experience as a nurse. But I think it's really eye-opening and I hope it helps mothers out there who have very strenuous jobs and are really trying to manage morning sickness among many other things while being pregnant. I really hope you guys enjoy the episode and take something from it. I took a lot from it and her perspective I think is very interesting. So I'm really excited to have Kylie on. Um, I have known her for a really long time and we kind of reconnected I think due to pregnancy and so I just want to welcome Kylie to Moms on the Mic. Welcome Kylie. Welcome to your episode. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be really cool. Um, I know that you wanted to focus a lot on working in the first trimester. So first, I think, introduce yourself. Tell us a a little bit about where you live, like, you know, what's been going on with you for the last 10 years, I guess, and how we got here, right? So what's what's going on with you? Yeah. um, All right. So I'm Kylie. Um, Mariah and I know each other since like middle school and uh, I live in Dallas, Texas now. I'm a nurse Um, and we came out to Dallas because my husband's job and uh, so far we've loved it here. It's been awesome. It's everyone's so friendly. It's a really, I never thought I'd be a Texas girl, but like, (laughs) yeehaw, here I am. (laughs) That's awesome. And what unit do you work in um, as a nurse? Um, I work, I've always done oncology. I've done every field of oncology. So I've um, done inpatient med surge oncology, outpatient uh, infusion. I used to run a gynecology oncology infusion clinic. And now I'm in um, inpatient bone marrow transplant. I mean, that's really cool. It's kind of like I've touched all aspects of oncology. And then uh, prior to starting oncology, I was... I always wanted to work in labor and delivery and um, (laughs) how things have changed. Um, But I always wanted to do labor and delivery. I was uh, working in a birthing clinic for my practicum and uh, they were like, no, go get more experience first and then come to labor and delivery. So I was like, okay, I'll go do a year of like working med surge and then I'll go back to labor and delivery, still haven't done it, but I did learn a lot back then in labor and delivery, but also being a 22 year old who wasn't planning on having kids anytime soon, my opinion has like very much changed. (laughs) So what, what do you think changed your opinion as far as, or what did you experience, I guess, like working, you know, in labor and delivery? Like, what was your perception of pregnancy? I, like, I mean, you see them when they come in for delivery. Like, you kind of, like, skip over, like, oh, have you had morning sickness? How, how was your first <laughs> trimester? How was your second? It's like, okay, let's get that baby out. Like, I'm here for 12 hours. We're going to get that baby out before the end of my shift. And it's like, I had, like, my teacher that I had in there school was like all about uh natural births and how epidurals are bad and I feel like I was like very much brainwashed um from that that like don't get an epidural if you get an epidural then you're gonna be on oxygen then you're gonna need a catheter then you can't get up and let yourself truly labor it's like no you need to use the peanut ball you need to use the squat bar like my mindset was like you have all these other um tools that you can use to help you labor 
rather than focusing on pain management. And it's like coming from a 22 year old who had never had a baby and who wasn't planning on having kids anymore. It's like, okay, bitch, shut up. (laughs) I mean, hilarious. It's like, I've, like, I've never been in labor, so who am I to tell someone, like, oh, an epidural is bad? Like, nowadays, it's like, if a guy has an opinion, like, oh, are you going to get an epidural? I'm like, dude, shut up. Like, I'm not even going to have this conversation with you. <laughs> like, That's extreme. If I'm in pain, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, like, the pain, and I know you haven't gotten to labor yet but the pain for me was so bad I was like are you fucking kidding me do you think I'm really gonna sit right <laughs> like I don't think I could have survived like god bless the women who are having natural births because I was like exactly <laughs> well and I was seeing a lot of um like scheduled c-sections not because they were like necessary or they've already had a previous c-section so they didn't want to have a V-back and they needed to have a C-section again. I was seeing a lot of first-time moms with scheduled C-sections. So they, and having like babies like two weeks early, so they wouldn't get the last, like hit the 40-week pop and stretch marks. And That's interesting. I'm like, what is happening here? I am so like disgusted with that. Like they're letting moms just, have the baby early so that they don't get bigger like no medical reason where so you know did you feel like that was like a common thing or were you just exposed to that then during that time so I was in a small birthing suite that was attached to a big hospital so we were like across the street from the hospital and I'd say like half of the c-sections that I was in were scheduled and we're at like 37, 38 weeks. What? And first time moms. And the other half of C-sections I were in were like either, um, it was their second C-section and they were full term or like it was an emergency C-section. So like, yeah, one third of the C-sections I was in were just like early moms, first time moms. And I was like, what is this? This is like, and of course that still like sparked that fire in me. Like I need to be here to tell people that this is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) I need to like, like anti-epidurals and like all, like back then I was like, oh no, I would never have an epidural. And it's like, okay. (laughs) This Come is on. crazy. Uh, this is something I didn't even know. I mean, I did hear rumors about how people were basically getting tummy tucks during their C-sections. Yeah, I guess those, do, do those exist? Like people, are people doing this? Um, I, I haven't seen any of that. I mean, it just, I guess that just depends on your doctor and if uh, it's all billable hours, but that's like, I wouldn't want my OB to be doing a tummy tuck. That's a plastic surgeon. Yeah. Like, unless like you're paying for the surgical suite to have a plastic surgeon in there as well. I don't know. I, that's crazy to me. I mean, this is, this is wild. This is news to me. And this is why this is a great great thing to have you on. So like, so what happened with you as far as like, when did you decide you and your husband that you guys wanted to have kids? So we've, um, so we've been married going on, uh, going on three years in May. We've been together for almost six and we were friends for like three-ish years before, uh, we started dating. And so like when we started dating, we kind of skipped the whole, like, get to know each other phase because we had already been friends for so long. So it's like, we went straight to moving in and living together. And that's cool. it was like from like the first week of us dating, it's like kind of like, okay, this is, this is it. Like we're going to get married. And all of our friends thought we were crazy. Like, especially cause it's like, it was within the friend group and everyone was kind of blindsided. Like how did that even happen? <laughs> and we're automatically like, oh yeah, no, we're going to get married. And they're like, y'all are psychopaths. <laughs> And we're like, no, we're going to get married. Both of us want to have kids. Like we have the same like 
we want the same things. And it's like, we just, we both knew like we wanted to wait until like we were like established. We wanted to be financially stable. We wanted to be able to not sacrifice our lives for kids. So if we want to go on vacation, it's going to be more expensive to do that with kids. And we still like wanted to be like, yeah, we want to go on our like once a year trip and be able to afford it and not have to sacrifice anything else. So that's fair. We wanted to be financially stable, even though like the pressure from our families was like on since like before we got my mom's like, I don't even care if they're legitimate, like have them before the wedding. (laughs) And we're like, no, not yet. Like my parents, every other call was like, are you guys having kids yet? Like I dreaded calling my mom on Mother's Day last year because I said, happy Mother's Day. She's like, what's so happy about it? I don't have grandchildren. (laughs) Like we had the pressure on us and we're like, no, we're, and I had started pressuring Matt to a little bit like, okay, like we're getting there. We're getting there. Like I also had an IUD for eight years. So I'm like, we don't like, I've never had a whoops. So I like, I'm like, starting to realize like I'm around with so many friends that are having fertility issues and I'm hearing how like I never was worried about this because my mindset in the past was always like prevent 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 yeah and then it's like oh my god I've never had like a whoops I've never like been worried that I'm like accidentally pregnant like can I even get pregnant like I've always been so on top of it and so careful that I'm like, wow, I don't even like, is this even going to be a issue for me? So I started having the freak out that I, we need to start trying now because it can take me a year. Yeah. I mean that, that shit is really real. And I think I've realized like half my friends have done IVF and that's, yeah. that's what's fucking crazy. It's like, we spend so much time trying not to have kids. I mean, I got pregnant, um, with David pulling out, which was not a smart thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, it was I, not smart. I got pregnant and my tracker was off. I like, we missed our, our window of opportunity <laughs> no. for ovulation and somehow I still ended up pregnant. So it's like, <sighs> sometimes all the apps and all the things that you can do to plan and prevent and strategize, like just don't work in your favor. It's so but, true. I, uh, yeah, like we, I started putting the pressure on that and he's the one that stood his ground and was like, no, like we need to wait, like wait till the next promotion, wait till like, <laughs> I no, you don't want to be like, we are leasing a townhouse right now. We're looking at buying a house. I know you don't want to move while pregnant. Yeah. So he was like very much the voice of reason. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and looking back, I would have died if I had to do this move out of a three-story townhouse pregnant. to our house, our current house now. Pregnant. I would have died. And it was in the summer too. So it was like so hot. I would have been miserable. So, so how fast did you get pregnant? Like what happened when you guys, um, so you guys moved it was, or what happened? We, we moved, um, right before, uh, right before we moved, I got my IUD taken out. Um, and we're like, okay, it's, and my doctor told me it could be a year. And Whoa. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get worried. It took like a month and a half-ish <laughs> to, get my, uh, to get my period back. Oh, okay. And I was like, because when I had my IUD, I never had a period. So like I got it back and then three months later, we were pregnant. Wow. So it was very fast. Like, and we, we were going to Cabo for a friend's wedding. I was like, I just don't want to be pregnant in Cabo. Like I want to enjoy Cabo. I want to have a margarita. I want to have a little too much tequila one day. And, and sure enough, like right once we got back from Cabo, like the following month we got pregnant. I got pregnant in Cabo. So maybe Cabo is <laughs> maybe like, it's Cabo. maybe it's Cabo. Something maybe Cabo the, is like the juju. The water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So what happened when you found out you were pregnant? Like, did you, okay. So for me, I mean, I had some really weird symptoms. Like I couldn't breathe working out. I 
like was climbing the stairs and I was kind of out of breath. And so for me, that's what triggered that's uh, outside of the missed period. So for you, like, how did you it, know you were I found out like before my missed period. Whoa. And like, cause I'm like, what, I'd, like something like, I just felt weird. We were, uh, and it's like, I, even when I sweat, like, I feel like I don't have like body odor. Like, yeah. I've never been a smelly person. And then all of a sudden, like, just like walking around the house, like I was like sweaty and I like inside my sweatshirt. I'm like, Oh my God, what is that? And like, like in the past, like if I forgot to put deodorant on one day, like it was never an issue. And then it's like, Oh my God, like I usually just don't put deodorant on to walk around the house. And what is this smell? And I'm like, I am so stinky. I was taking like, I think I took like three showers that day. I'm like, oh, I am, something's wrong. Like I'm disgusting. I smell so gross. <laughs> and we um, had gone out to lunch and it's like the, the thought was in the back of my mind. And we went out to lunch to like our favorite spot that has like my favorite white wine and the bartenders know us. And it's like, literally we never order. They just put, plop the wine in front of us. And I took a <laughs> sip of it. And it's like something just like, it was so unappealing to me. You can taste everything in food. It's so weird. It, and I'm just like, something's wrong with this bottle. And oh, my no. husband's like, no, it's totally fine. I'm like, okay, like maybe I'm just like, I'm just being weird. So I'm like drinking. I'm like, no, it tastes so weird. Like something's off. And I'm like, you know, maybe I'm getting sick. And like, maybe like, oh my God, am I getting COVID? Like, <laughs> like what's wrong? And I'm like, okay, well, I don't really feel good. So I'm going to go home. And, uh, my, I was supposed to work the next day. So I'm like, you know, I'll go home and I'll just chill and like, see if I feel better. My husband stayed out the rest of the day with some friends and I went and got pregnancy tests. So I found out like literally like, like when I was supposed, like supposed to be getting my, like I was supposed to be getting my period like the next day. Whoa. And then I didn't get it. So like, I had the pregnancy test and I'm like, I'm just going to take it. Like I, I know. And it was such a faint, faint line. Yeah. I had that too. That I'm like, I took like seven. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I'm like, I need a digital one because I don't know if any of these are right. Yeah. It's, that is, it's like a weird feeling. What were you thinking when you found out you were pregnant? Were you like, what the fuck? I kind of, yeah. Cause I'm like, wow. Okay. This was the goal. But now I'm like. I had this like almost like weight of like, oh my God, this is for nine months. Yeah. Nine, like this is the literally the start of nine months. And I was like, damn it, I should have drank that glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> so like what happened from there? Like what other symptoms? I know, you know From um, from then on, I just started spiraling down with the nausea. <laughs> God. The <laughs> nausea is crazy. It's crazy. It, and like I am a I have always been a puker. I am not a like strong stomach. Yeah. I like my parents used to joke around like I nervous puking too. Like I going to the airport, I would be nervous for a flight and I'd throw up at the airport. Like it doesn't take much for me to throw up. Like I'm a car sick person. Yeah. I, like <laughs> uh, the puking just started and when I when the, it, it was cruel whoever said thought to name it morning sickness because <laughs> it's a fucking joke it's morning it's afternoon it's night it's oh you're gonna puke in the bed in the middle of the night girlfriend like it is it's bad all the time and I'm just like when is this like I was living on preggy pop drops and like ginger chews <laughs> and I like, I'm and at work. I'm like constantly giving out nausea meds. I'm like, I want you. I want you. <laughs> like giving IV nausea meds. I'm like, I've never thought about like injecting myself at work so bad, <laughs> but I just want it to give myself some Zofran. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I remember sitting by the fireplace for like basically 10 weeks and ordering these like Greek wraps from DoorDash every day because it was like the only thing I could eat because that nausea is like all fucking day. It, it's like, I feel like I've had, I felt like I was having the worst hangover of my life. Yes, it's a perfect for, description. 
and I'm like, why, why am I hungover? I didn't even get to have fun. I've just been sick for weeks and literally all I like, I major food aversions, like stuff I would normally eat is like absolutely disgusting to me. Meat is so gross. Like my entire life I went on and off vegetarian, but I haven't been vegetarian in a long time. But like, if there's a fish option, I always choose fish. Yeah, and can't eat fish. You can't, can't eat it. Mm-mm. No. Is it the smell? Like, what is, what is texture? It? It's, oh, texture. it's texture. It's the texture. It's the smell. Um, like any like bit of like sliminess to it. Like, I can't do it. Uh, chicken yeah. haven't haven't been able to do my sweet husband bought like a chicken to make for dinner tonight and I'm like let's pray I can eat it oh my <laughs> and God. I'm like maybe I'll be able to do it but um yeah I have like I'm like I'm acting like a little kid all I want is french fries and pasta <laughs> 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 like all I do is eat carbs and have a headache and it got to a point where like am I showing or is like should I be gluten free? Cause this is massive bloat. Like, yeah, the bloat all, is crazy. The bloat is like crazy. all I eat is carbs and carbs and carbs and bread and <laughs> potato and like cheese quesadilla. Like I've been ordering off the kids menu and my husband's like, can we go out to dinner and you eat like a normal, like adult? <laughs> <laughs> extremely extremely funny because I had my birthday party at like a pizza joint like like <laughs> like dive pizza because it's carbs yes it's all carbs and it's like I've always tried to be good like okay I'll limit like because like I am like a massive carb lover and I try to limit myself and like always like not like avoid carbs when I can and like let myself have carbs like once a month yeah and I'm like Hmm, pasta tonight, pasta tomorrow, pasta for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's extremely, extremely funny. I mean, pregnancy is just really weird. So what happened with work? Like, what, so, what have you noticed with, like, being a nurse and, like, working? How has that been so, for you? And I, I think this is going to be really interesting to hear from other people, like, that, like, want to hide their pregnancies at work. Because yeah. I, I had to tell my work immediately. Why? Because I hang chemo. Oh. I, that's my, like, literally my entire job is handling toxins. And you can't hang chemo when you're pregnant. Oh, my and, God. I mean, in some of our patients, some chemos excrete through their skin. You can't even go in the room if you're pregnant. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about this. So, and then certain viruses, uh, if you're pregnant, you can't go in those rooms. So the, like I said, I found out, uh, like at night, uh, before my missed period. And then I was supposed to go to work the next morning. So like, I didn't like call work or anything. I didn't text anyone. I was like, okay, well I'll like see how it goes tomorrow. And like, I'll tell them at work, like in person and I get there and my group of patients that I had that day, I had to hang like nine different chemos. I had two <sighs> rooms with cytal omega virus and I'm like, I can't go in there. <laughs> like I need my entire assignment changed. And Whoa. like literally every in the morning, everyone's standing at the nurse's station because everyone's doing their report. And um, so it's like day shift and night shifts there. And I'm going up to the charge nurse saying, hey, I need my whole group changed. And they're like, why you're being like dramatic like you don't like your assignment no I can't hang chemo and I can't have a CMV room and like wink wink what and they're like oh gotcha so I'm like just because it's like maybe four weeks and they're like I'm like you're I don't want to jinx anything because like you don't want to like tell people and then like risk a miscarriage and then have to tell people like oh I'm not pregnant anymore but it's like no at work I had to tell everyone immediately like as soon as I knew so like everyone's like oh my god like you're pregnant how far along are you I'm like I don't want to talk about it yeah 
like, I can't hang that chemo. I can't go hang that for you. I can't double check that. I can't go help you in that room. I'm not allowed in that room. Like it was very like, and it still is stressful at work because sometimes there's just like oversights. They will give you a patient that like you really, that they have a virus and you can't go in there. Or I've been taking care of this patient for like three days and then a lab comes back saying that they have that virus and it's super high. I'm like, cool. I've been in there for three days. Oh my God. So it's like, all right, well now I'm not allowed in that room, but I've been in there unprotected for three days without knowing. I mean, this is crazy. I, it's like the stuff that I really wouldn't have even thought about. So what was your reaction of your boss? Like, how do you feel like the Um, dynamics of work have changed? Like, have they been pretty supportive of your pregnancy? No, they've been very supportive. Um, as far as like my boss and everything, it's more so because it's just people who the night, like his night shift makes day shifts, um, assignment for that day. And it just varies on who the person making the assignment is because like, okay, they're like, all right, well, you can't hang chemo. You can't go in this room. So we'll give you these patients. And then it's like all these like very like either large, heavy people that can't get out of bed, that you're in there every two hours turning and boosting and lifting them. And I'm like, I can't do that either. Yeah. And like, you just feel annoying complaining every single day. Like I can't have this person. I need my assignment changed. But it's like, you can't give me like three people that are bed bound that I'm doing all their mobility for them because I'm breaking my back. I'm killing myself, like trying to lift and boost and turn these people. Like that's, I'd rather hang chemo yeah, wearing all the protection than doing this and hurting myself. So like, what do you do all day? Like what have you, how much is your work depleted? Would you say like, so um, like- now it took a long time for like every, cause I work with a, a ton of people. Um, it took a long time for like people to really figure out now that like, I'm definitely showing people are like, Oh, like, Oh, don't go in there. Oh, I won't like now oh. that I'm showing people aren't giving me like these heavy patients. But before when you're super sick in the first trimester, physically, mentally, emotionally exhausted. Yeah. And then I'm getting these people that I'm doing like all like this heavy body lifting. I was going to the chiropractor like three times a week because my back was killing me. And I, it took a long time for people to like kind of get it through their heads. Like, Oh, she's pregnant. Like the, sometimes like the people making the assignments like, Oh, they're pregnant, but it's early on. So she's still fine. Oh my God. They forget we have morning sickness. It's like we're dealing with so much shit in the beginning. You know, uh, you know, some people do get lucky and don't have to deal with morning sickness, but a lot do. Now I'm like, oh my God, if I was to make an assignment for a pregnant girl, I would not give them a, like a super busy morning. Yeah. Cause it takes time for like, if I wake up later in the day, I feel great. If I wake up like at five o'clock in the morning, like I have to for work, like your stomach's just messed up. Like I get to work. I don't feel good. You try to drink some caffeine and like I'd be in the bathroom every like 20 minutes throwing up, then going back to another patient's room and then back to throw up. And then, so it's like the morning was rough. And it's like, finally by 11 o'clock after my morning was over and done with like all my morning routine stuff, I'd finally start feeling like a normal person. Oh my God. I mean, it's crazy. Like I wouldn't even think about nurses and the burden they're carrying when they're sick like that. Like they've got to take care of patients and then people are asking for shit, I'm sure too. And you're having to run back and forth. Oh my gosh, the running. And it's like, and this is what I signed up for. I'm a nurse. Like you are a highly paid ass wiper. And It's like, I go into some rooms, I'm like, dude, I can't have that patient. They are shitting their brains out and I have to keep cleaning them up. And I'm like gagging into the trash can while I'm cleaning them. And that's so rude to them. And like, luckily, like benefit of COVID, we all have to wear masks all the time. So I have like double masks, toothpaste inside the mask. So I'm just smelling mint. And, but I'm still like making like gagging faces 
while I'm cleaning people up, I'm like, this is so not nice. <laughs> and like, it's just making me feel worse throughout the day. Like I finally start feeling better and then my patient shifts the bed again. <laughs> oh, my <God. laughs> oh my God. And I think your job is really unique, you know, working with the chemo like that. I mean, I'm really curious about other nurses. Like, and then I, I don't know anything about nursing, but could you switch to different units or you kind of just have to stay um, in the unit you're in? No. So like my department, like it's so highly specialized. Like yeah. I wouldn't, like most departments are very, very specialized. Like I wouldn't want to go to a different department. Yeah. Um, Cause I've also done uh, oncology and I've done transplant for going on four years, but I've done this for nine years where I, like know it like the back of my hand yeah so it's like what's do I go to a different unit where like risks are lower but like I'm having to learn all new things and then this like basically have stress of like a new job yeah or like keep my same stress level with my job and just like adapt to like what I can and can't do yeah and it's very frustrating because sometimes like the patients get that are inpatient getting chemo, they're the easy patients. They're not sick yet. Oh. They're, they're the ones like up taking care of themselves. They're walking around the unit, doing their own thing. You're just hanging their chemo and it's like more of a time schedule that you have to adhere to, but they're fine. They're walking around. They don't feel bad yet. Oh, and that's so- interesting the like my group of patients that were like my saving grace like oh they're they have chemo they're gonna be my easy one those were all taken away from me and then I'm getting all these like so so sick people that's like you want to go above and beyond to take care of them and I'm like I can barely take care of myself right now yeah it's and um, it's a lot yeah so first first trimester working was rough it really like my work day before like I'd always be tired after work oh my god I would come home and literally just like strip down and face plant in bed the like, tired by... is the fatigue is unlike anything I felt like I just how tired I was I mean I couldn't do yes. shit I don't know how you're going to work oh my gosh I am so jealous of anyone who's pregnant working from home yeah oh my gosh you guys have it so good I know. I mean, I had that because we were in the middle of COVID. It was like, yeah. you know, the crazy, crazy hit of COVID. And so we were all working from home. So I just worked from home through it because I was supposed to be out in the field. But I mean, nothing compares to a job like yours because it's so strenuous. And it's like, it really made me think it's like, oh my God, like, I can't imagine like people who are doing this that are working in like fast food restaurants standing yeah. all day long people that are like everyone like and I'm like okay I'm not that special people are pregnant all the time people have to stand and continue to do their jobs and like I've worked with pregnant people before that like work up until their due date and waddle around the unit yeah and I'm like, now I'm one of them. And it's like, just, it's the little things where it's like, you go into a patient's room and they're like, actually, I think I need some pain meds. <laughs> and you are like, okay. You go back to the med room, you come back with their pain meds. Can I get a cup of ice? Okay. <laughs> are there any extra pillows? And it's like, you come back for the fourth time and they're like, ooh, those pain meds kind of made me nauseous. I'm like, I want to kiss me. Oh, I've been in and out of here 15 times and you are the furthest room from the med room. And I'm going to like, it's like, it gets to the point where I have to take a pee break and yeah. like in between doing stuff, I'm like, I have to go to the bathroom every 15 minutes. And now I'm going in and out of your room 20 times because now you finish your cup of ice and now you need a juice and now you need nausea meds. And <laughs> it's probably time for me to bring you more meds by that point. <laughs> And I'm just like in and out and in and out and in and out. And then they're like, oh my gosh, you're so, you're pregnant. You're so cute. I'm like, no, bitch. I'm not. No, I'm not cute. I'm angry. I'm annoyed. I'm fucking annoyed. I'm, I'm tired. My feet hurt. And I'm wearing these stupid compression socks that hurt my legs. And I'm like, my back hurts. And I would really like to sit down. And I'd already be sitting down if you didn't ask me to go get you 50 different things. 
<laughs> so what is the deal with these compression socks? Like some of my friends did wear them, but like, what do they do? So I don't wear them on my days off. I do. I wear them on like days that I'm working where I'm standing a lot. Um, cause I was getting, it felt like shin splints, oh, horrible shin splints. I felt like I was getting growing pains, which I'm five, two, and I've been five, two since high school. I'm not growing. Like <laughs> only, only direction I'm gr- growing right now is out. <laughs> so like, what are these pains in my shins? I'm dying. And like, I was limping at work. Oh no. And it was hurting so bad. And one of my sweet, sweet coworkers who has, uh, she has two daughters and she has had like many lives of many like different experiences. And she used to be a massage therapist. She used to be a hippie in New Mexico. Like, what? Oh, that's so cool. Like all, and she's like my pregnancy, like guru. I'm like, Oh, can you be my midwife? Like, <laughs> She, like, I feel like she's just, like, knows everything. And she's like, honey, it's because your blood volume doubles. It's pressure. And she's like, so it's the increased pressure and increased volume. It's putting pressure on your nerves. Oh. And so by where she's like, she is the one that made me, like, she stood over my shoulder while I ordered them on Amazon. Um, They... (laughs) just put pressure on your legs. It kind of prevents, um, the extra swelling and promotes circulation. And I tell you what, like whenever I wear them, I don't have the shin splints. Oh, so they help a lot then. Oh my God. They, I mean, they're tight, so they're annoying. So it's like a different pain where it's like, I already like hate having things on my legs, but, and they're like very tight, but at the, like, I'm not limping around at work because well, the, good. that nerve pain and the feeling like someone's taking an ice pick to your shin is not there. Well, that's good. I mean, that's really good for people to know too, listening because and, I would never know about this. No. And it's like, I know a lot of people will wear them for like flying because mm-hmm. the change in pressure, um, which I haven't, I haven't had an issue with flying, but and I was on a long flight to Hawaii, but I guess I was also wearing yoga pants that were pretty tight. So that kind of did the same thing. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I haven't really had an issue with flying, but it's when I'm at work and I'm standing for the majority of 12 hours that, that it gets crazy. Oh my God. Compression socks are worth it. And there's so many different types. They're like... Some of them online, like for three pairs, it's like $97. Whoa. And I'm like, I'm not paying $100 for three pairs of socks. That's That's, crazy. I'm like, that's so stupid. That's a waste of money. And what if I don't even like them? I'm not spending $100 on socks. Yeah, hell no. And I've had so many coworkers say, it's worth it. It's worth it. You need to do it. You need to do it. And I just got like $30 ones. It was like a pack of eight on Amazon. And they work just fine. Like, okay, you that's don't, good. You don't need the expensive ones. Get the Amazon ones. They're fine. That's really good to know because, I mean, I had a lot of friends who were dealing with that, like the shin splints. They were feeling oh horrible. God. And then, like, the water, like, retention in their legs, which I don't even yes. know. Yes. I mean, is that the same thing that people would use those for, too? The compression yeah, it helps, it helps with the swelling and which like I'm more like worried about my feet growing because I have way too many shoes that oh I don't want to grow Oh my god, me too. I was nervous. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. I no. just bought my dream Jimmy shoes. I can't yeah. grow out of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm like, if my shoe size changes, my mom's went up a whole size. So did my mom's. Yeah. And I've <laughs> talked to some people that they went up like a size and a half, and I'm like, I, I that would be I've horrible. I've been a size six my entire life. I'm not like, I have way too many shoes to not wear them anymore. And I'm like, no, I literally just bought like my dream shoes. I can't like, not yeah. fit in them. Hell no. Hell no. And it's like, so I'm like, okay, let's keep these compression socks on. Let's keep the swelling down. Let's just yeah. keep these feet. I'm like, 
Now, what did those, what did the uh, Chinese do to bind feet? Like, yeah, it's so true. <laughs> it is so true. I'm like, how do you bind your feet? How do you keep your feet from growing? Like, let's wrap them up. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, <laughs> that shit is real. It's like all the things you don't really think about until you're dealing with it. I mean, how has your perception changed of nurses now that you're seeing people who are pregnant, nurses who are pregnant? You know, oh how does it change? Superheroes, rock stars, like non-pregnant nurses, like y'all have it easy. I can't believe I ever <laughs> complained about being tired. Um, <laughs> and it's like, we've always, like, I've always been like very nice. Like when like a nurse comes on our floor to help out and they're like this one sweet nurse who is working in uh, pediatrics during COVID, mm -hmm. obviously like with half the hospital shut down, and like not a lot of peds patients at the time they were floating a lot of peds nurses to our floor yeah. to help out and just like get vital signs and take people to the bathroom and stuff like that and they sent us this nurse and she, her due date was like in three days oh my god and she was like this like a string bean like tall skinny with just like a basketball in front of her and yeah. she's like holding her back waddling around I'm like, girlfriend, just sit down the rest of your shift. <laughs> like, like, we really don't need you. Like, we will get our own vital signs. Like, it's savage. It's savage. And she's like, no, I can do it. It's fine. It's, and we're all like, no, we're all, like, sit we're, your all, ass down. we are cancer nurses. And there's a lot of random diseases up on this floor. Yeah. You stay out of the room. And if, cause if you go into labor, we don't know what to do with you. Like yeah. <laughs> you just stay sitting down girlfriend. So I'm like, see, I can't imagine how, like, I'm only, I'm almost at 20 weeks and yeah. I'm like dying. I'm yeah. halfway there. I still have another 20 oh, to like, go maybe still have another possible 20 to go and like we get horrible maternity leave so that's why everyone works up until their due date because I only get two months so, so can you can you apply within the state to get more time or like is that kind of just standard for you, you can um, you can apply for FMLA yeah um and basically your doctor has to approve you for it it Everyone I, I've talked to who did FMLA said it was almost more annoying because they're constantly calling you saying, do you still need to be on FMLA? Do you still need this? We need another note from your doctor. And their doctors are like, you, you don't need to come to the office every two weeks. And yeah. It's like, well, no, I need the paperwork filled out every two weeks saying it's still necessary for me to be at home. Why is it like that for you guys as nurses? Like... Why are they, they don't why have anyone to work because uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to be a nurse anymore <laughs> and there's nobody on the floor and they're like hey pop that baby out and get back to work yeah <laughs> we're short staffed so what is your plan like how do you how do you plan to handle the end of your pregnancy and postpartum coming back that soon I am going to plan on just like trying to my plan has been very like go with the flow. That's me. That's what I did. That's I, and this also like goes back to like when I worked in the birthing clinic, I would get people coming in with like binders of their <laughs> uh, birthing, me. of their birthing plan Good and with plan like so much. with organizational tabs and like a playlist that went along to everything. And I'm oh, like, mm. yeah, I didn't give a fuck. No, the goal is just to like keep you alive get the baby out keep yeah. everyone happy and healthy and send you home in 24 hours like 100 percent. we will try it but like you're handing me a novel that you expect me to read on what my downtime <laughs> and I'm like no 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 so I'm like you the thing that I know about pregnancy is like you can't control anything you can't you can't control you, anything nothing and I am a control freak and nothing is in my control no. so I am like I've been like very weird weirdly hands off on everything I'm just like whatever my body is telling me that's what I have to do so I my plan is to work up until as long as I can 
And if my body starts telling me like, no, 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 then I'll take my leave early. Good. And then uh, after the baby, uh, our plan is um, try, try to get some FMLA yeah. to have some more time at home. And then going back, I'm not going to be going back full time. Oh, you'll go back part time. Um, yeah. So um, there's a couple different options I can do going back. And one of them is called PRN, which means as needed. Uh-huh. So it, um, I, I'll be doing um, just two shifts per pay period. Oh, okay. So that's just great. working every other Saturday, Sunday. Oh, okay. That's great. Yeah. And that's also mainly because like, we don't have, our, none of our families live in Texas and the, they're going to be coming out and visiting and helping. Like they don't live here. Yeah. So my husband works full time. He travels for work. So I really, I really need to be home. Yeah. And so I'll be home during the week and then every other weekend I'll go to work and he'll be home alone with the baby. But that's good. And that's, so, and it's like, that's just, is it what's what works for us. Yeah. And also with like nursing, most daycares, you can't drop a kid off before 7 a.m. Yeah. I'm already at work. Yeah. That's, uh, that's like a point I didn't even think about. I'm already at work and pickup. I, I'm not even off work yet. Wow. I didn't even think about this. And it's so expensive for a newborn in 12 hour daycare that some of my coworkers say their entire paycheck goes to childcare. I know they, they just have to keep their job because of insurance, but they don't see a penny. Yeah. So I'm like, why I'd rather, if I have the ability to stay home and just work on the weekends, I'll do that. And that way I can use some of my paycheck to support my family instead of just having someone else watch my kid. Yeah. Cause it's expensive. Like, like I get it. It does get to a point. Very, yeah. And it gets to a point where it's like, okay, how much of your paycheck is going to the daycare, you know? Yeah. Um, literally all of it. It's like a second mortgage. Yeah. It's, it's super <laughs> expensive. It's super expensive. <laughs> So I totally get it. It just is about what works for you and your family. And I think as a mother, I've understood, like, I've always really wanted to work. And so we have someone come in, you know, in the mornings and sometimes we'll stay in the afternoon to help us out. But David works from home quite a bit. And so that's just what's worked for us. But I understand why you would make that decision to do that. And I respect anybody's decision because I think at the end of the day, it's what works for your family. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what, what, at some point, like we may, we may change that. We may say, okay, I want to go to work more and maybe like have someone come in for like eight hours a day during the day. And that way they can help Matt out while Matt's working from home. But it's like, if Matt, it's so hard because his schedule, like he finds out last minute that he has to go to Houston. Oh, wow. and it's like, oh, I'm like, it's always last minute flights. Oh, I'm going to Houston in two days. Whoa. And doing an overnight and then I'll be back. And it's like, okay, well, it's not a lot of time to change my work schedule and find somebody. It's just, I'm just trying to keep the stress level down here. Well, yeah. And, and ultimately, so, like we as women make that sacrifice, you know, it's, it's on us to make that decision. And I think that's something I grappled with. That was like a hard adjustment for me is like, I then had to make those decisions about the baby because obviously David was making, I shouldn't say obviously, but he was making more, he makes more money than me. And so I noticed like I had to figure out the nanny. I had to figure that out. And so that was like a, it was a tough transition for someone like me who's so independent. And so that's good that you guys kind of have an idea of what you're going to do and just do what works for you. Like, yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's same situation. My husband makes more than me and I'm like, well, he's, he's the breadwinner. His job's kind yeah. of more important because that's going to be what keeps us afloat. Totally. And it just makes sense for me to be home more. Yeah. And also, you know, what? after I have it, <laughs> After I have a baby, I don't know if I want to go back to running around for 12 hours. No. And then coming back to sleepless nights. Yeah, you're tired. 
Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's understandable. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, it's been really interesting talking to you, like, about the dynamics of your job. And I think you share a very unique experience, and one to specific nurses, where it's like, that's a different burden to carry walking around like that for 12 hours, and the chemo, which I thought was really interesting. And so, I, you know, I, I guess I just wanted to wrap up with this question of your well wishes for any mother who's a nurse, like in your, in your dynamic, like what well wish would you send to them? You know, just that you can do it, you'll get through it. And it's such a female driven field with very, like very little sympathy for any change. Like, oh, you're pregnant. It's fine. Just keep on working. It's like, you know, do what's right for you. And like, they're not, everyone's horrible. (laughs) Like if you have a bad assignment, if you're killing yourself, if you're breaking your back, say something like, it's not your duty to, it's like your duty to take care of people, but you also need to take care of yourself first and your baby because like, when you go home and you're crying because your back hurts and your legs hurt and like, you just don't want that on you that you could be hurting your child. So speak up, say, I can't do this. I need a different assignment. This is too hard. Cause I know so many of us are like, no, it's fine. I I can do it. I can do it. I don't want to ask for help. Ask for help. It's your one opportunity to ask for help and take it. Well, thanks. Like, I really appreciate it. And I I commend you. I applaud you. I mean, there's just so many women, you know, have stepped up to be on moms on the mic and you're one that I say, like, thank you for sharing your story because I'm sure there's someone out there who's listening to this. that's going to be impacted and feel like they can have a little bit more of a voice at work as a nurse to speak up and understand, you know, morning sickness is not all it's just the, in the morning. It's fucking all day for some it's people. It's all day. And <laughs> it's like, fucking day. As, as soon as you know, tell your boss, tell management, tell them I am pregnant. Uh, that way they don't give you patients that are going to put you in harm's way. They're not like, once I got pregnant, I guess who didn't get have to go float to COVID. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to go to COVID anymore because they're like, oh no, you're pregnant. I'm like, well, I've already, I've been vaccinated and I've had COVID twice. They're like, no, 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 you're fine. You don't have to go to COVID. I'm like, oh, I'm going to shut up because I'm going to take it. Yeah, totally. So speak up, tell them that way you're protected. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. Good luck on your labor. And I wish well for you and your, your husband and the new baby to come. Um, so Thank good luck, you. Kylie. Thanks so much. Oh, this was so much fun. Thank you so much. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Moms on the Mic with Mariah. We will see you all back here again next Monday. Go ahead and follow us on Spotify, Apple, and any major podcast platforms. On Apple Podcasts, rate and review us. Follow us on IG, YouTube, and TikTok at Moms on the Mic with Mariah. And let me know what issues you guys would like to hear on the podcast and any feedback. And also, if you'd like to come on and tell your story, go ahead and throw me a DM. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys next Monday. Another story from another lovely person. See ya.